Love Talk Radio. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Gary. Wait, hold on. Chuck Morse Speaks Special Edition. This is your host, Chuck Morse. I'd like to welcome aboard Gary Galonek. Gary, how are you? Principal of National Sales Manager of Gaming at All Star Incentive Marketing. Good, After Chuck. Four... How are you? I'm well, thank you. Let me just do a quick uh, intro here. After four years as an account manager at NCR Corporation, Gary joined the family owned and operated All Star Premium Products, later renamed Incentive Marketing, in 1990. After managing many high-profile accounts such as Dunkin' Donuts, Gary began working with Foxwoods Resort Casinos in the mid-1990s and was instrumental in the early days of their Wampum Rewards program, the largest in the country of its kind and at the time. He oversaw All-Star's growth over the next 15 years to include gaming clients from coast to coast in over a dozen gaming jurisdictions, providing everything from event and promotions, award sourcing to full-blown patron loyalty programs, All-Star's current clients include Mohegan Sun, Turning Stone, Chickasaw Nation, Empire City, at Yonkers, Raceway, and many more. Gary, thanks for joining me this afternoon. My pleasure. Gary, I've been been to Foxwood, certainly, a couple of times, maybe even more than a couple of times. You're not alone. And and Mohegan Sun. And, uh, you know, I can tell you that that Foxwood's resort at least the last time I was there, it looks to me almost like it's um, it's bigger, it's richer, it's more successful than most third world nations at this point. Well, it was, certainly up until the bubble burst in 07. It was the largest gaming facility in the Western Hemisphere. And uh, they had a, a missed time expansion with their MGM tower, which took mm-hmm. place right around then. So they've had some financial woes. They've had to restructure some debt. Um, I know a number of uh, Mashantucket Pequots who are on the tribal rolls, and uh, certainly their their stipend has uh, taken a hit uh, that they right. get as tribal members, and and there's been some austerity measures put in place the last few years to to try to make them more competitive. I mean, let's face it, you know, they're they're getting it from all angles. Uh, you know, Rhode Island recently passed legislation that will give um, uh, it's Lincoln, Rhode Island. Sure. Property, uh, M- Twin River, uh, uh, full-blown table games. We've got the Massachusetts legislation, obviously, which is, is a hot topic here. I just read that uh, New Hampshire is ready to pass legislation calling for one full-blown resort casino. Uh, they have them in Maine. You know, We go west, right. uh, west of the border, and, and Turning Stone Resort Casino in Oneida, New York, is, is one of the my favorite in, in the whole country, mm-hmm. just a a great mid-sized casino with with all the other amenities, golf and and whatnot. So, right, but yet I think it, also they might be somewhat affected by the economic downturn in general. And um, I would imagine that they would come back as the economy hopefully gets better. Um, you, you would think they're trying to shake things up. They're adding a, uh, a factory outlet shopping. They're mm-hmm. trying to create multiple reasons for for people to go and. 
you know, Las Vegas is an interesting model. I mean, 20 years ago, I think it was 15% of their revenue was non-gaming. Um, it's actually now two-thirds and going on 70% of revenue in Las Vegas is, is non-gaming, which, you know, which which emphasizes the importance of of the restaurants and the spas and the golf and all the amenities, especially for a non-gaming spouse. Right. And, and that's... Uh, there's even things, things for kids. I mean, I, I took my family there about 10 years ago. At the yeah. time, my daughter was only seven or eight years old, and we had a great time. There were fun things to do. There was excellent restaurants. We stayed at the New York, New York. There yep. was uh, shows, fantastic shows. The city is unlike anything in the country. And, and so I think that Foxwoods seems to reflect that value as well in that there are very interesting restaurants and stores, and there's a museum for the Pequots and uh, – yeah. You know, there's a resort. You know, there's, as you say, spas and swimming pools and a great hotel. So, well, unlike uh, Vegas, you can't bungee jump off the stratosphere. I'm not <laughs> sure if you did that while you were there, but yeah, yeah, yeah they, they've tried to they've tried to go that route. I, I don't necessarily think the two mix all that well in in a single mm-hmm. uh, resort spa. You know, in 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 a in a city like Las Vegas, certainly you you can do it. But to have the little treehouse, you know, babysitter. Uh, <laughs> room right. next to the the, the uh, two thousand slot floor is a I don't know it's, it's an interesting paradigm. But. Okay, my guest is Gary Galonek, incentive marketing. We're talking about uh, gaming here, particularly in Massachusetts. Uh, Governor Deval Patrick, one of the main uh, points of his election in the first place, and continues to be a main. Um, talking issue for him is the idea of bringing casinos to Massachusetts. Um, There was a time when I recall there was something like three or four different venues being discussed, one in Springfield, one in in New Bedford, I think one up in Lowell, and certainly one in Boston. Um, First of all, how is that proceeding? Secondly, is that, I mean, on the face of it, you mentioned that there's been a downturn. Would, would would they reach a point where the market could be saturated, or or they can they essentially offer different things that would generate interest? Well, getting back to the first part of that question, it, it's clear as mud right now, Chuck. Um, the Gaming Commission did establish three zones, and you alluded to to some of the the, the cities, but basically the state's been broken into three zones: uh, region A, B, and C. In in the western region, out in my neck of the woods. It was a foregone conclusion up until they put the applications out uh, for bid that Mohegan Sun in Palmer would be that would be the place. Well, fast forward to now, you've had four people pony up 400 grand for the Western license, uh, including um, MGM and and Penn Gaming for Springfield and and Hard Rock for a location in Western Mass as well. So you're going to have a, a four horse race for that license in in the Boston zone or region a it was a foregone conclusion up until about a year ago that uh that suffolk downs partnered with caesar's entertainment would would get that license now uh you know a guy from the uh the gaming hall of fame comes to town by the name of steve Wynn. and uh, if you know anything about steve Wynn, he you know he he started the whole deal by building the mirage on the las vegas strip he's got a successful casino in macau he's back in las vegas with the win and and he is certainly to be taken very seriously with his proposal. And then in Region C, which basically comprises most of southeastern Mass, 
it's this kind of a placeholder for the Mashpee Wampanoags uh, for, for a tribal gaming entity. Now, as you may have read, um, the, the Bureau of Indian Affairs rejected the contract between the state of Massachusetts and, and the Mashpee Wampanoags because they thought it was too rich to the state. Keep in mm-hmm. mind, they don't they don't pay taxes, so so this is a uh, basically um, in lieu of taxes a percentage of gross revenues, which was to be twenty one point five percent. They didn't like that, so uh, behind closed doors, they've come up with another deal that they're going to present to the to the Bureau of Indian Affairs, assuming they like it, and it's obviously going to be less than twenty one and a half percent. Keep in mind, everybody else is paying twenty five percent, so there no, is a little a preferential treatment. It's a huge it share is. for it basically a, a, an impoverished tribe of uh, Wampanoags. Was the objection lodged by the Wampanoags themselves, or was it the BI, uh, the Bureau of Indian Affairs in Washington? Uh, it was the BIA. The Wampanoags loved the deal. I mean, sure, it, it, I it's a better would've. deal than than most others. You know, Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods pay twenty five percent to the state of Connecticut. So right. um, it, basically, what, what's happening now is they're they're going to be given a year to sort mm-hmm. it out. If they can't, the word is that the commission is going to put that license back out to bid. So perhaps some of the folks here that lose out in regions A and B, um, you know, I, my my front runner in in in, in western region is is MGM. So let's say let's say MGM is the winner. Well, Mohegan Sun could then could then bid, and, and of course they are a tribal entity as well for that yeah. southeastern mass license, and then. You've got this rogue fourth license, which is going to go to a slot parlor only, which I'm less optimistic about its success. But you've got several people who who ponied up the 400000 to get in that race, including Plain Ridge Racecourse, Raynham Park, mm-hmm. uh, right here in, in, in Worcester. Um, there, there's a company that's looking at some land at the old Wyman Gordon location. So that one can go anywhere. Um, right. the, the, the dog tracks are considered the front runners because they've already got some infrastructure there, certainly for parking and over and in Rainham, doing, right? you know, yeah, Rainham and uh, and Plain Ridge. Uh, and also, uh, I think the Foxwoods itself started out just as a slot parlor and bingo hall. Actually, oh, they it? were they were they were a bingo hall. Yeah, no, they they went full blown uh, full blown table games and and slots when they when they got their license in. Uh, in the early 90s. Yeah, but a lot of them started as bingo halls. But it looks to me like that things are proceeding. I mean, that that already the three zones have been approved. The governor's behind it. The state legislature is essentially behind it. At least they were, I believe, last I checked. Oh, it's passed. You're right. But, but yep. you know, as only Massachusetts can do, you know, not only are we 10 years too late to the party, but, but this is a very protracted process. Uh, we're not – they're not due to announce – the slot parlor uh, awarded license until December. Now they say it might happen in September, but that's mm-hmm. that's the low hanging fruit of the four. Um, you know the three full blown resort casino licenses. Um, you know there's still another year before they're they have to award those, and then it's going to take you know a year or more to build. So we're looking at. At this point, you know, we're looking at end of 2015 into 2016 before we're going to uh, any any full-blown resort casinos. And, uh, you know, right. there's... Although I would say that by that point, the economy should be back, and, and it would be coming online hopefully just in time. 
not not uh, not during a recession. Now, when you talk about full blown casinos, uh, I would imagine. What do you mean? I mean, what, are, are these going to be of the scale of a of a Foxwoods? I think Mohegan Sun is a little bit less of a scale. Um, do we have any idea of what these things are going to look like and what's going to be involved? Yeah, pretty. Uh, all, all of the companies, certainly the major players, the MGMs, the, the Mohegans, uh, the Pens, um, have have uh, have given renderings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the minimum investment was to be a half a billion dollars. Now, when I say full blown resort casino, that means there is a hotel component. Uh, there is there is besides the gaming floor a multitude of of restaurants, retail, performing arts sure. space. So that that's you know that that as opposed to the slot parlor which really only has to provide up to 2000 slot machines and and none of the rest of 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 the investment and that and that investment's 125 million so it's it's one quarter of what they're looking for in the in, in the resort casinos but the gaming commission got what they want because already in western mass <laughs> the the uh, price of entry is up to around 800 million you know uh, Mohegan said they were going to build a 600 million dollar complex in Palmer MGM rolled out a plans for a $775 million uh, resort complex in Springfield. Mohegan just announced that they're making their $600 million now look more like $750 million. So right. the commission, um, this is exactly what they wanted. It was not only that 400000 times 11, which is sitting in some coffers somewhere, but mm-hmm. a, a, uh, a healthy competition for these licenses and you know the price of entry is not going to be a half a billion by the time it's all said and done it's going to be 800 million and and maybe upwards of a billion well to and, impress the, and the commission but the price the price of entry when we talk about the money involved most of that goes toward an investment in the infrastructure and the actual development of the site Correct. is that right yeah i mean yep. these are you know i would think that on the surface and by the way, my guest is Gary Galonek, all-star incentive marketing. We're talking gaming in Massachusetts. That we have an enormous amount of money being invested into the state, and that's a huge uh, boost to the tax revenues in the state. But it's also a boost to employment. It's a boost to industry in terms of um, you, you know building. It's a boost in retail, as you say. It brings in jobs. You know, oh no, question. Uh, the construction alone will will will. will you know, be tens of thousands of of, of jobs in, in in the few years it'll take to get them up and running. But you know, at one point, uh, Foxwoods, and, and I, you know, it was one of my clients. I was there every mm-hmm. week for about five years, and fortunately, we've got a team now that that handles our, our work down there. But I used to count the license plates, and you know, forty percent. It was officially thirty-seven percent, but it was probably trending a little higher at one point. Of those patrons were from Massachusetts, a little less. At Mohegan Sun, which has a bigger draw from Fairfield County, but upwards of 15, 18% of Mohegan's business were Massachusetts residents. Well, as of last year, their contributions with their 25% uh, over the years has topped $15 billion. So, right. you know, let's just say Keep that the a third the of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, the I mean, base it's revenue that would be kept in the state with a pretty large percentage of it going toward state taxes, a reasonable percent toward city or town taxes, not to mention employing people in the state and, and offering various services in the state. You know, in a sense, these things are almost like hitting an oil well. You know, I, I, yeah, I, would I mean, you know, that way. mitigated a little bit by the cost, you know, which 
which depending on where you are and, and, and who you believe, can be significant when it comes to dealing with, uh, you know, some of the social issues. Uh, right. Certainly, you know, uh, right, which I wanted to ask you about. But um, before that, I'm just curious about: was not Bob Kraft involved for a while in this, or is he out? Well, Bob Kraft is out because Foxborough, you know, the, the the first precursor to getting a license is the host community has to embrace it, right. and and by way of a you know a, a vote, and mm-hmm. Foxborough made it clear that they were not going to embrace um, another mega development in their town. Bob Kraft was actually partnered with with Steve Wynn, and mm-hmm. uh, Steve Wynn, um, when he realized it wasn't happening. Um, in Foxborough uh, is now looking at a, a Boston location off the uh, Mystic River that's within eye shot, I hear. I'm not really well versed in that area, but it's within eye shot of the uh, of the racetrack uh, proposal. Right. I think, I think the site is actually near what, what – there's a Costco over there now, and there's a big – there's a lot of area, a lot of development on that shoreline in, in Everett. And there's some leftover open space there, which is unusual for a place as close to the city of Boston. Good location. Yep. Uh, what, what about Donald Trump? He's not involved at all. No, no. But you know, very quietly, uh, not to be not to be outdone by their competitors in in uh, Connecticut. Foxwoods is actually uh, backing the Milford proposal, and and mm. a group. Um, based in Milford, right off 495, which is another. It's right near the Rhode Island border, too. Uh, yeah, they're a little they're north of the border, um, but but you know south mm-hmm. south uh, west of, of Boston, and uh, certainly that 495 128 uh, area is 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 heavily trafficked. So they're uh, they're a third player in in the Eastern license, but I I, I still say it'll come down to Wynn and, and Suffolk Downs. Um, Right, going toe to toe. Yeah, you made reference to some of the social issues connected to it, and there are citizen op- opponents that that come out quite vigorously against it for those reasons. What is the deal with that? I mean, is this a problem with regard to addiction for gambling? And if so, do the casinos do anything to help people with that in that regard? I mean, it's kind of like. Um, you know, you, you don't want to ban the right of people to go to a bar, but at the same time, bartenders do shut people off. Yeah, I mean, you know, a, a gambling addiction is going to manifest itself in in uh, in other ways, um, with or without a casino, whether it's right. scratch tickets or you know whatever uh, sports betting with a bookie. Um, and I think the American Gaming Association does a really good job of of uh, providing avenues for help. Um, Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, you know, I don't, I, I think. Well, well, exactly. What is it that they do? Just out of curiosity, they have, um, oh, they have helplines. They have, uh, they'll train casinos on identifying problem gamblers. You can actually, and this is this is not a joke. You can put yourself. You can ban yourself from a casino. Right. There, there is a. There are people who actually say, I don't have the wherewithal to sure. not. Gamble. I want and 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 these people will put themselves on a, on a watch list and actually go to the casino and see if you know they get. I see. No, that's interesting. Get, so in other words, they can actually uh, self-regulate in a sense, tell the casino, and then they will be banned by choice yeah. because they yeah. they have a problem with with going there. 
that, so those, I mean, I would think that those things, if those things were in place and if the casinos were, were open about that and, and visible with regard to those programs, that would mitigate a lot of the concerns that, that, that people might have because, you know, the, the bigger picture is that people have a right to gamble. It's a free country, and they're going to do it anyway. So, what, you know, do we want to have bookies setting up like they used to do? Like uh, I had a great uncle who was involved in that back in the 1930s. I don't think we want to go back to that. Um. <laughs> no, uh, and, and, and you're right, and, and it, it really reinforces the idea that, first of all, going to a casino is is a social activity for most folks, and, and the more things that you can provide in the casino uh, that are not gaming-related, some people mm-hmm. just want to be in an environment other than their normal environment. Yeah. And, and, if, and if that's a casino and, you know, there's a Cirque du Soleil show, I mean, you know, MGM yeah, has the exclusive rights in, in the casino world for providing Cirque shows. Well, it might cost 100 bucks a ticket, but at least when you've left – You've seen a Cirque show, or you've eaten at a Bobby Flay yeah. restaurant, or you've been to a spot, you've got a massage. So, so you know, th- there is a uh, there's a takeaway, uh, a tangible takeaway from from leaving, win or lose, if you're there to do more than gamble. So that's well, that's, that's why you know. And a good example of that, and I would hope that these new casinos would reflect it, is Foxwoods. In that it is a really fun place to go. I mean, every hour there's this Indian exhibit where, where they do this natural thing with the water, and you know there's a big circle and this gigantic Indian statue. There's a museum there for the uh, Pequots that's very, very well done, and there's fun it is. stuff it's, it's to do. Well it's, attended, it's kind of a neat place. No, and I mean that's where that's where you know a loyalty marketing company, you know, such as such as All Star comes into play. I mean, right. to your point, you know, every hour on the hour on a weekend, there's usually a promotion and, you know, must be present to win and, and you know, giving away TVs and and cars and, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. people are, are earning points based on based on, you know, their their play, how much they play, how often and whatnot. And those points can be spent like currency on uh on both casino um Offerings, you know, the food, the beverage, the hotels, and 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 then um, out of casino offerings such as a loyalty program, where, okay, it's Billy's birthday, I'm going to get him a Callaway golf putter, so I'm going to use my points that I've earned, my rewards points, and, and again, it's 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 something tangible that I can take away, other than a, a win or a loss. Uh, so this is you know. how the loyalty programs work then, and I think in in Foxwoods they call it wampum, right? They did, and they, they it was a little too esoteric for them, so they got away from uh, wampum, and it's simply rewards now. Okay. Um, and but yeah, when we when we started uh, back in the mid '90s, it was the wampum rewards program, and then it, and then when they brought the MGM partnership on board, which wasn't really a partnership other than name only for their new hotel tower, they changed the rewards program to Dream Rewards. Now I think they uh, they're eventually phasing themselves out of that MGM affiliation, and they just went to simply you know rewards, Foxwoods rewards. Hmm. Um, but yeah, most most clubs have a have a hook. You know, it's the destination shop, it's the Trump One Exchange, it's you know we, we're involved in a number of them, and they all try to brand them differently. Um, and the rewards, basically, what it is is it's it's essentially an internal form of money. 
that you're getting these coupons that you can then use to do stuff at the site. Besides well, gamble. it's not coupons really. It's a, it, they call it the, they, they rate your play, and okay. the only way they can rate your play is if you opt in by going to a players club booth and and getting a rewards card. Uh, I think as much as eighty eighty five percent of all play now is rated, whereas mm-hmm. when you know these programs first came on board, some people were reluctant. They didn't see the benefit in being uh in the club they want you know uncle sam to know maybe right. what they were winning or or losing now people have come to realize that it's a, it's it's an adjunct to the whole experience and you're literally throwing money away by by not being in in the club and getting the points and then using those points in, in a, a myriad of ways it, it might actually lessen the possibility of you losing because it's it's a it's a uh, these are uh, incentives based upon usage as opposed to winning or losing. Is that right? You know, I I I, I like to refer to us as kind of like you know the Robin Hoods. We uh, <laughs> we steal from the rich and we give to the poor. But uh, fortunately, these programs took off to the point where no casino will risk being the the place that doesn't offer the rewards program. Um, so right. I don't care if you're in a riverboat casino in Missouri, if you're on the Las Vegas Strip, if you're, you know, if you're out in uh, Indian Country, you know, in, in Oklahoma, um, mm-hmm. there, there's a there's a loyalty program. Uh, now your your organization actually patented this whole idea, and uh, you, you're involved in um, implementing these programs all around the United States at this point. Is that true? Well, patent didn't really. Well, the idea. I think we popularized we were, it. Yes, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's true. Word. I think we're one of, uh, you know, we exhibit at the Global Gaming Exposition in Las Vegas. They call it G2E. It's the biggest gaming trade show in the world. And, you know, there may be 27 different chip manufacturers uh, or, or people who provide the chairs or the felt. But in, in our world of uh, turnkey incentive and loyalty programs, there's three or four of us that, that – do the whole the whole uh, shooting match, and you know we're right here in Mass with sixty thousand square foot warehouse. We 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 factory direct source all of our awards. We we warehouse and drop ship right here. We handle all the customer service here, um, all the marketing communication strategies uh, emanate from here. So yeah, we're one of the few shops in the country that you can, uh, and certainly the first one of the first that really. Really targeted the industry, and I, you know, I have to give Foxwoods credit for that. You know, everybody wanted to emulate them um, mm-hmm. back in, in in the mid '90s, so it was it was, it was uh, an easy door opener. All you had to do is say, "Yeah, I handle the Wampum Rewards Program," and they're like, "Hey, when can you come in?" You know, <laughs> no, um, I bet. So, and and yeah. so what it is basically is that it's almost like a Sears Roebuck catalog. Is that right? I mean, you can get stuff if you turn in your your wampum or your your awards uh, coupons. Well, how- more like a green stamps for those really uh, right. old timers that you know where where you you know go to the gas station you get you get the stamps and the stamps build towards towards a gift. Um, it's uh, it's it's not certainly not everything we do and 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 not everything we do is directed at at patrons. You know, for example, uh, most companies in the incentive and award business will have. Um, service award programs mm-hmm. they offer. So, 
you know, you're at a company five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, back in the day, you got the watch and a pat on the back. Now people expect a little more. So maybe you get the 10 year pin, but you get a catalog, whether it's physical or, or web-based to go pick your 10 year gift. That's where a company like, like all-star comes into play. Or you have a safety recognition program. We happen to run the largest safety recognition program in the, uh, in the waste business, um, Mm-hmm. For for uh, Allied Waste Republic, where thirty five thousand safety sensitive employees, mostly garbage truck drivers, quite frankly, are getting points every quarter they go without an incident, and you know they shop those I, points. No, I admire their work. I mean that's a tough job, and basically what this is is uh, it's a, like a little extra value to to a, a day's work. It's a uh, you you can then uh, get various things in the catalog and have them shipped to you. And that you guys have a warehouse where you you handle these orders. I mean, so it's a, it, that's a tremendous service. It is, and you know, if I asked you, Chuck, you know, if I said to you, um, you did a great job. I want to give you a thousand dollars, or I want to give you a thousand dollars worth of merchandise. You, like most people, would say, I'll take the thousand dollars, thanks. And right. But you you put it in your gas tank. You you might have bought a meal with it. You might have put some in in the bank. Most people don't remember what they did with the cash by forcing them to use those points or those that gift uh whatever reason they earned it for tangible rewards let's say that that's a thousand dollars that goes to a set of golf clubs and you're a weekend warrior golfer every time you open your trunk and pull those clubs out there's a flash of where you got nobody forgets i don't care if it's a clock radio nobody forgets where they got something for free or you know, as an award. So um, that's the reason this whole industry basically exists is because tangible rewards are more effective than cash in terms of long-term recognition and, and uh, appreciation. Gary, do you work with companies other than uh, gaming companies? Yeah, well, I just mentioned a couple, uh, Allied Waste Republic right, and, uh, and, and certainly uh, uh, financial service companies. We have uh, a very large um, online trading company that that rewards uh new deposit accounts with mm-hmm. gifts um we you know we there's uh <laughs> the term tchotchke you know which relates right. to uh logo pens and and mugs and things of that nature we we certainly have a number of accounts that that source those we have a division that that does that as well so yeah i would say uh probably about 50% of our of our revenue right now is is uh is casino generated, but it's not, you know, our, my dad founded the company. Um, my two brothers and I run it for the most part. And, uh, when, when he founded the company, he certainly had no inkling that we'd ever be selling casinos. He was, he was a manufacturer's rep and, uh, was trying to put together deals right. back in the day. It was, you know, go to the grocery store in January and get the letter a mm-hmm. uh, in the encyclopedia Britannica and, you know the continuity programs, as they were known, when banks that used to be huge until they were regulated out. Um, right. So you know, I think that business people listening to this might find it interesting, and I am finding it interesting simply as the host of a radio program that just last week has become nationally syndicated. Oh, congrats! Um, thank you very much. And um, and by the way, that could uh, you know I could offer. Uh, gifts to uh, callers, uh, you know, like as I remember Jerry. You remember? The, do you remember the late Jerry Williams? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he's. I consider Jerry to have been my mentor, and I was. I'm proud to say I brought him on the air during the final months of his life, and yep. he would Legend give away. Co- oh yeah, absolutely great man. He would give away coffee mugs. He'd give away all kinds of things with funny sayings on them, and and various. We're talking, you know, as you say, tchotchkes. I mean, small level things. Yeah, but- but, but it was interesting. Yeah, you bet. I mean, people would, you know, it really drew people in. It drew listeners in. It It's the kind of thing that um, if you got one of these things, you never forgot it. I mean, it's a, and, and plus it's actually a collector's item because it's limited. You know, the, if, if it's X number issued, then that becomes, that takes on value in the same way that the old G.I. Joe uh, dolls back in the 1960s are now worth, you know, a thousand bucks because there's just so yeah. many of them. Well, so, GI Joe would be a, a you know mostly a retail item, but you know the eBay is 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 flooded with old you know gas station giveaways, replica trucks, and you know mm-hmm. vintage cars and things of that nature. No, it's it's been around. Um, the industry's been around for for a long time, but interestingly enough, you know, 20 years ago, you'd say, oh yeah, I work with incentive and award company, and and they'd be like, what is that? And and you'd have to explain it and. They'd see that same person a year later, and they'd say, "So, what is it All Star exactly does again now?" Mm-hmm. I think the average household of four people, you know, husband, wife, and two children. Uh, I think the last number I heard was involved in 14 loyalty programs, which means long distance phone, frequent right. flyer, you know, uh, credit card. I mean, you get granular right down to the vodka you like to drink. I mean, everybody, yeah. whether they realize it or not, is is become attuned to um, to being rewarded for their patronage, whether it's uh, a brand, whether it's a you know uh, a casino. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's become it, very much part of the fabric of uh, of everyday life. I know that credit cards now are into it. You know, you get points put on your credit card. There's, yeah. I believe uh, a while ago there was one that you could bring it to certain restaurants on a list and get, you know, half off or, or whatever. So yeah, I use my own Amex points to buy. I have a kid in D.C. and another one in uh, in New York, and I'll I'll buy uh, you know a Ruby Tuesdays or a you know Olive Garden gift sure. card and pop it in the mail, and they they think it's great, you know, and it's you bet it makes what, me feel good about being an Amex customer. Yeah, I mean, what in the present atmosphere would you consider Gary to constitute a, a a loyalty program that would really catch somebody's eye that 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 relates to what people are doing today? Well, it it depends what what industry you're talking about. In, in the gaming industry, um, the one that's the most copied and emulated um, is Total Rewards, which was a Caesar's. Harris um initiative that that really really took off and it and it forced other companies to look at you know what they were offering so mm-hmm. you know M- the MGM properties of which you know you mentioned New York New York where you stayed you know the Bellagio yeah. um and, and so on and so forth there's there's nine on the strip um they have M life and so each each major, you know, gaming institution has a loyalty program. I, I think Total Rewards is still kind of the, uh, you know, the, the leader in terms of the breadth of the offerings, the things you can use with your points, both both on property and partnerships they've forged outside of of, uh, of the gaming entities. Um, 
in 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 credit cards, you know, American Express rewards. I mean, I I feel like a little kid. I just got my 2013 rewards guide in the mail, and wow. And I don't know if you're an Amex uh, card holder. Um, this is yes. it's just it's it's incredibly well done. It's everything from from restaurants to travel to tangible rewards and. So you know, there, there's there's a lot of good examples out there. Um, no, I mean it, it's it's the kind of thing like every day is Christmas. You know, it's, if you, you've got you the points, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you bet. And 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 in a sense, it's uh, it makes sense from a simply bi- from a from a, a personal business standpoint, in that there are a lot of things that one does in the course of a day or a week that they could incentivize if they structure it properly, if they. If they work with the, with certain companies and uh, make sure that they get, it's it's just like an added bonus. It's like having a uh, y- your employer give you an extra perk on, in your paycheck, in a sense. No, and I mean you're right. And the, and the Site Foundation, which is one of our industry you know research groups, says that incentive programs aimed at individuals increase performance by 27 percent. So that that's a pretty big number, and you know it begs the question: Why wouldn't you have one? <laughs> Uh, right. If if it's if they're that successful, so I think that the trick, like like with anything, you know, once you get further along the life cycle, is to is to keep keep it fresh and and keep mm-hmm. you know adding new wrinkles, um, right? And, so and, that you know they don't become same old same old, you know. And to and to in a sense not look into this is like leaving money on the table because it's something that would occur almost automatically as a result of things that one does every day. And and so it kind of, just from a consumer standpoint, uh, I would think that, that people might uh, might look into, the you know, and that aspect of what they do. Um, what about online legal gambling at this point, legal gaming? Um, how is that going to affect you? How does it affect the industry that you're in? Well, that's that's real interesting and and obviously very topical um yep. you know Nevada passed it and and New Jersey uh, Chris Christie signed a bill but then um it was appealed uh, at the state level so that remains a little murky how it's going to work um it, it's a matter of if and not when and you know the 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 general thinking is that the the brick and mortars casinos in this country Especially, you know, the ones with a multitude of locations, like like the MGM World, like the Caesars World, will be the ones that control the online gaming. And right. heretofore, you know, online gaming, at least the legal ones, don't offer cash rewards. But most of these properties, and even a lot of the smaller ones, I mean, you know, Larry Flint has a has a card room in L.A. Uh, it's called Hustler Casino. And they have an online poker site that's, you know, for amusement only. You know, the old betting card, <laughs> right? For sure. amusement only. But but what yeah, it right. really is is a is a breeding ground for the time when online gaming for cash is legal. Um, they'll be they'll already have a built-in audience. And and um, how it affects us, there's still you're still going to have to reward that play. So whether it's whether it's you know in a bricks and mortar location or, or in the virtual world, you're still going to need to attract people to that site. And one of the ways to do that is is the players club scenario and and earning points based on your play. And mm-hmm. in the casino world, they call it coin in. 
and then you know you're not really supposed to know the formula, but I know, for example, at Foxwoods, you get a point for eighty dollars of coin in. That's about eighty dollars lost. I mean, you could go there with a two hundred dollar budget, and you could play a slot machine, which I wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole, but right, five dollar right. hand blackjack. You could play that for six hours, and you might leave with a with a hundred and eighty bucks. Maybe you only lost twenty, but the coin in. You know, is a is a multiple of how many bets you actually made during that time. So let's just say that you recycled that money twenty times, two hundred, four thousand. You know, divide that by eighty, and that's basically how many points you earned. So wow. there will be a methodology similar to that in in the online world that that will award points and and hopefully will be the company that, in many cases, says okay. Um, sure, they earned some some points on the Caesars Poker site. Now they can go spend them at Caesars, but maybe they can also spend them in a in a, in a web-based catalog for you know fishing poles and Blu-ray DVD players. That uh, no, yeah, you bet. I mean, in a sense, it, it gets into as as we were talking about earlier, usage as as the primary factor in not whether or not you win or lose. I mean, and, and even in a sense. If you are losing, or if you if you walk out with less than you walked in with, you could walk out with still a package of points that will uh, give you uh, rewards. So you know, right, and that's, that's whether yeah. you're sitting at home, you know, playing online or or, or, or making the trip. So it, it remains to be seen. It's 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 going to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there, there probably will be some federal legislation um, at some point. Uh, the states want to keep control over it. And they'll, they'll, you know, that battle will, will go on for a while. And uh, right, I remember. Where, I think we called Jerry Williams. My, you know, speaking of whom, he yeah. was he was championing the idea of a national lottery as a way to actually pay down the national debt. Not that it would be that lucrative, but um, that he was calling for this, and with the with the funds earmarked specifically toward reducing the national deficit, which of course was. Not as big a problem back then as it is now, but it's been around <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I thought that was interesting. It is. I mean, Powerball is proof that it would work. You know, how many states? Yep. How many states is that now? Fifteen. I don't even know. But I mean, I, I know that certainly, you know, people are are drawn to mega mega rewards, and uh, you know, I, some people call it uh, taxation by stupidity. But uh, it it would work. <laughs> it would, and especially since fifty, I think it's fifty percent at least of the revenues would go toward the um, the state, or in this case, toward the federal government to reduce the deficit, and the other fifty or whatever would go to the winner or the winner. Yeah, it's, it's, like the, uh, it's the fifty-fifty raffle on uh, steroids. But you know, <laughs> we, we've all in at local fundraisers and that's you know whether it's the sticks or the wheel or or i, or I, I live on a lake having bingo in the basement <laughs> in a sense. right I, I live on a lake and we have a 50 50 raffle on when when this giant meatball is going to fall through the ice into the water you know so <laughs> so people better better just about anything that's it gary that's what is it. the difference between and i mean this both culturally and literally between the um the the vegas Casinos, the Vegas scene, as it were, and uh, and here in Massachusetts or here in New England, and uh, and what is the difference specifically with regard to uh, incentive programs? Well, 
culturally, I mean, Las Vegas is a uh, is a fantasy, you know, for 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 a lot of people. Um, that's why they have, you know, I think McCarran Airport had 38 million uh, arrivals last year, uh, number one in the country, as far as I know. And and you don't have to be, you know, a gambler to to uh, fantasize about going to Las Vegas. I mean, look at the look at the way it's been portrayed in movies, you know, the hangover and whatnot. It's just right. it's taken it's, on a life of its own. It has um, a mystique. Right. It is a mystique and, and that's that's a good word for it. That Massachusetts is not gonna have that kind of allure with its gaming. It's gonna be catering to a regional crowd. I don't I mean they can call them destination resort casinos, but they're not drawing on the same you know, mm. you can draw a 50-mile circle around wherever these three end up, and 90% of your play is going to come from within that 50-mile radius. So, um, but I you're think, not going to have the Rat Pack, you know, and you're not going to have the whole Sinatra and Joey Bishop and just you know this kind of uh, exactly. cultural thing going on here at, at, in Palmer. Um, but no, but I yet, mean, which isn't to say that Massachusetts itself doesn't have allure. I mean, there's a reason, you know, uh, we're, we're attracting more and more filmmaking. And, mm-hmm. you know, Ben Affleck is stock and is sure. rising <laughs> pretty fast. And and now, you know, you've got The Departed, you've got Shutter Island, you've got The Town, you've got, the, you know, Jeremy Renner and, and, and uh, the guy who uh, just won the Oscar, um, the David O. Russell, right. mm-hmm. who uh, is Silver Linings Playbook. He's back in town filming another movie. So I, I, think, I think they're there certainly is some appeal to okay. We came we came to Boston because it's a cool city. We're going to a you know we're going to Fenway. We're going to go to the North End, yep. and 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 you know we're going to go to the casino. It, it, it might give people a reason to stick around uh, an extra day, but I don't think no one's flying from Nevada to Boston to go to our casino. <laughs> right. Whereas no, people I get from Boston that, but, are flying to you know. But there Nevada, are ways so. to make it. A, Part of the regional fabric that would, which does draw people here. People come to Boston for you know the history. They come here to to go to college for sure. You know, and they come yep. here for the for the uh, a lot of various reasons. And uh, I think that the casino could become a part of that fabric. It's going to take a while to 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 spin it. You know, in, in the vein of a. Of, of a Concord or uh, you know an old Sturbridge Village, <laughs> right, um, right. which is you know more institutional type, uh, you know iconic Massachusetts, uh, more New England things. Um, but but yeah, if done properly, I, I think uh, I think it will. And you actually mentioned another good point um, with with the fact that this is a state that's probably second to none in terms of you know higher education. You've got to be real careful. Um, with with underage gambling and and th- right. that's that's a, a time in in kids' lives when they they are prone to uh, some sort of addiction and you know there's a lot of college students that are 21 so right. you know okay. um, putting, so that's putting the casino I think that, with, yeah that has to be addressed I mean I would think um, it, it is it, it is you know, Palmer's only yeah. a half hour ride to UMass so yeah right you know. What? Uh, how has the um, economic slowdown affected business, and uh, do you see an end to that? Our business specifically? Um, yes. It, it's interesting. Um, you know, 
sometimes companies when it's when it's uh things are tough they'll get more creative and they'll try more more promotions and when they do that um a company like all star is gonna gonna be the one they're gonna go to so mm-hmm. we don't have the uh the, the giant peaks and valleys that you see in in kind of so called real world scenario right um we we we've knock on wood just had a a steady uh steady growth i mean we went from you know six people in in, in the late eighties to about fifty six now and and our revenue uh, has only taken one minor dip in the last decade um, from mm-hmm. year to year. So, uh, fortunately, we're not – now, the gaming side, it, it, the reason we've maintained a, a steady growth in the gaming side is not because any one of our individual properties is doing so well, because they're not. It's just that we keep adding them. So, you know, I right. mean, we're in Atlantic City. We're out in the Midwest we're uh in in the southeast um you know we've got we've got clients up and down you know the eastern seaboard and 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 whatnot so we've uh we've added uh, you know we've maintained by adding accounts uh and and to your point when hopefully the economy does turn around i think we'll be in a really good position to watch some of our clients performance improve and uh and mm-hmm. thereby you know ours will but uh Plus, I think the other factor that that needs to, should be mentioned regarding your business is that um, there is a barter aspect to it, and that that seems to be have its own economic force. It's uh, it seems to do either well or not well, regardless of of where the um, the more general economy is going, because and that's because people have a need to to do this, to barter, to to get extra services. So. Yeah, you know, yep. that that probably serves as somewhat of a buffer, I would think, for generally the barter industry. Yeah, and and you know sometimes it's it's more cost effective to give away um, something of tangible value that that maybe the perception is it's worth more than you paid for it. So you know, go back to the thousand dollar example. If 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 I'm going to give you a thousand dollar bonus, I can't give you nine hundred and pretend it's a thousand. But if I'm going to give you a TV that you know, sixty five inch, you know, LCD TV with all the bells and whistles, that may be you know uh, a nine ninety nine retail item, you might mm-hmm. pay eight hundred for it. So in in some respects, you can you can get more bang for your buck with the with the perceived value. Of of these giveaways versus um, sure. just trying to buy the business. Gary, how do you expand your business? Is it by basically doing sales connections, or do you advertise? Do you promote? For example, have you done any radio promotions or, or anything like that? Very little. Um, you know, we we at least in Massachusetts is a very finite uh, amount of uh, of people that we target, and we certainly like to think we know who they are every now and then we'll, we'll have a, a pleasant surprise but i'd say uh for the most part trade shows i mean you know my, my brother brian is very in tune with uh safety recognition programs so they go to the american society of safety employees show and we exhibit there um i mentioned the right. global gaming exposition i'll be at the east coast gaming congress in in may in atlantic city we go to the New England uh, gaming shows. The, every region of the country has a, a regional gaming show. 
Um, so we, we do a lot of we do a lot of trade show attending, um, and you know certainly a lot of lot of word to mouth, uh, word of mouth. And uh, in the gaming world, one of the greatest things that that's happened to us is that as gaming has expanded across the country, I think we're going on 580 casinos now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the talent moves around because sure. they have to lure them from the likes of a Foxwoods or an MGM or a Mohegan Sun. And, you know, all of a sudden the phone will ring and mm-hmm. our friend from Foxwoods will be out in the Midwest at a tribal property. And, you know, they don't want to mess around and, and you know, go. they want to stick with, with what worked for them in the past. So we, we'll get a lot of a lot of folks that move on and just bring us in. And that's that's wonderful. I mean, it's uh Oh yeah, I mean, I would nice. think that that would be the main w- main way to go for you uh, in terms of um, people looking at the successes you've had, you know, starting with Foxwoods and the others, and wanting to emulate it in a sense that it's particularly targeted to their and tailored to their own business, and uh, so that creates uh, a buzz. I would oh think. yeah, no, I mean, believe me, you know, there's a there's a, a casino in a in a the prison town of Boonville, Missouri, and I've been to it. <laughs> And and you need to offer those folks a little something different than you than you do in Philadelphia or or, or Las Vegas for that matter. So you know you do have to be creative, and you, you, it's not it's not really a cookie cutter thing. But certainly there are tried and true things. You know if you do an orchid giveaway on Mother's Day, I don't care where the casino is, it's going to be a big hit. You know, but a, a fishing pole might not go as well in in uh, Empire City right. at Yonkers Raceway, you know, where there's nowhere to fish. <laughs> Sure. No, I get that. Versus, uh, you know, out in the lakes region in New York. So you, you know, that's where that's where the marketing side. I mean, I was I was a marketing major, UMass grad, and and uh, that's where we like to put on that hat and try to and try to get, you know, know the demographic of of, of the property and 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 certainly we're Massachusetts natives, you know, born and bred and never left. So we'd like to think we'd be in a great position to help, and we already have actually. I mean, I was asked to. Um, to go out uh, on Mohegan Sun's behalf last year to a small business forum at the uh, at the Mass Mutual Center, where they brought in a bunch of small businesses, and they had they had myself, they had the purchasing uh, director from um, Mohegan Sun, they had a, a Connecticut Chamber of Commerce guy, and we basically fielded questions um, from mm. from the Springfield area business folks, and and you know. I told them the one thing they wanted to hear about Mohegan Sun. I said, we've been working with them for 15 years. They pay their bills. Net 30 means net 30, not net I'll pay you whenever I feel like it. And, you know, that's yeah. a big chuckle. But, you know, these people needed to see somebody locally that works with casinos because, let's face it, there's not there's not a lot of us. So um, we've, uh, we've, we've tried to put ourselves out there, certainly where we already have a relationship, like Mohegan Sun, like Foxwoods. Mm. Like MGM, I, I actually don't do business uh, right now with 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 Win, um, not for lack of trying, but mm-hmm. he's got his his Vegas connections, and you know we're not going to go over to Macau and, and right. ship, you know. So um, you know, I haven't. I mean, I selfishly hope he doesn't get the bid because we do know some mm-hmm. folks at, at Caesars, but whoever it is, you know, we we, uh, we like our our chances. Being have you done any home. business with Sheldon Adelson? Uh, at Sands, not direct. Well, yeah, um, with his uh, Bethlehem, uh, Pennsylvania right. property. And I mean, then I, 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 the only thing I know about him is from politics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've he heard spends that he, his money. 
Yes, but he's he's definitely a casino guy. Uh, he is Gary a Massachusetts resident. Yeah, you bet. From Dorchester, I think he's from Dorchester. Uh, we've reached pretty much the end of the program. Please let us know where you can be reached, uh, websites, any pertinent information. Uh, well, our website is www.incentiveusa.com. Uh, being one of the, the principals and, and founders, I'm simply Gary at incentiveusa.com, and uh, and that's it. There's a our, our marketing communications team did a great job uh, updating our website. We we won uh, the Galanic family won a small business uh, Worcester Magazine small business uh, family business award, right. and uh, there's a video that they they did uh, which was presented last year out at Cyprian Keys in Boylston um, that that's on our website as well, and that, that tells right. kind of the, the story. So, yeah, have at it. Excellent. Well, Gary, I want to thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Chuck, thank you. It was great. All right. Thanks so much. Gary Galonek, he's the Principal and National Sales Manager Gaming at All-Star Incentive Marketing. You're listening to Chuck Moore Speaks Special Edition. Have a good afternoon, everybody. <laughs>